because of the unorthodox way that I received God, I've always had a very different relationship or a different understanding of what it means to be saved and to be in a relationship with God. And I think the fact that I didn't get saved in a church helped me to formalize, formalize a lot of my thoughts and ideas about what it takes to be saved or to be in right standing with God. Because as I continued my walk with the Lord, uh, the amount of rules and the, you know, the do's and don'ts and what you have to do and how you have to dress and how you have to act. It was hard for me to accept that because, well, God came after me when I was doing the worst. And so if he was interested in me then, why would he not be interested in me if I don't wear a skirt or if I'm wearing makeup or if I wear jewelry? So it just, it never connected for me. And so I was that one that always had questions. And if you have questions and you're not, not just going along with what they're saying you should be doing or how you should be acting, then you're rebellious. You know, you might be a Jezebel. You don't know how to submit all of those things. And all I was trying to do was understand. I just wanted to understand why do you think this is necessary to do? Or if it was something related to um, a way somebody was living or if they were teaching something that didn't quite sit well with me as I was reading the Bible and I had questions about it, all of those things would get me in trouble and I didn't understand it. I had a natural interest in fashion. I had a natural interest in uh, things that would be considered worldly. And so those things were questioned of me because I didn't conform. And so in that, me having these questions and not experiencing a lot of people who were like me or thought like me or didn't seem to be frustrated with the way things were being done or didn't have questions about how some were treated versus how others were treated, there were oftentimes I wondered, okay, what's wrong with me? There must be something wrong with me if I'm the only one having problems with this. And it wasn't until years later that I realized that it's this, this whole notion of just checking your brain at the door. Once you get saved, then whatever the pastor says, whatever leadership says, however it is that the elders say things should go, then we're just supposed to follow along with that. That's faith. Mm -hmm. But that never worked for me. Mm -hmm. And so as I would question things and as I would see things happening, there would be times like if it related to, I'll give you an example, like if a pastor wanted people to always be at church every time the doors were open, it didn't matter if their children had sporting events, if they had homework, if the husband, maybe the wife went to church, but the husband didn't. It was like these things that would break up the family dynamics or would cause the children to be resentful to be at church or you would have the wife very fearful, you know, trying to make these decisions about whether to be at church or whether to be at home. And those things just rubbed me the wrong way. I felt like to serve God, it shouldn't, it shouldn't break up homes. It shouldn't make children not want to be at church. It shouldn't make us feel fearful to do the things that God has called us to do. And that's a lot of what I was seeing. So when I would challenge that or question that, because even while all this was going on, I was steadily rising up the ranks within church. 
And as a matter of fact, even before I got saved, I was always some, some way leadership would always find me. They always do. They always do. (laughs) (laughs) Whether I wanted it or not. I remember being in the military and I just wanted to get through. I just wanted to go do my eight weeks and go on about my, my life. But no, as it would happen. And at the time I didn't associate it with God because I didn't know God, but I was one of the youngest in my command, one of the youngest recruits, and I was in charge of everybody. And it was like, how did this happen? Like how, all I'm trying to do is what is required so I can pass, so I can leave. And that's the kind of thing that was following me. So even in church, while uh, the pastors or the leaders struggled with my independent thinking, at the same time, because my heart, I had a heart for God, I had a heart for people, I had a heart for his word. Those were all the things that were magnets for people. And so all I wanted is for us to just be straight shooters. Like, let's, let's treat each other all fairly. Let's live according to the word. Let's try to be pleasing to God and not be shady or sneaky or, you know, let's be integral. And so I, because I believe the word and I think, Nancy, that was one of the things that has really gotten me in the most trouble because I believe the word. I believe what God says I can have, what he says he has for his people. The fact that he says he knew us before we were formed in our mother's womb that, you know, I believed all these things. And those were the things when I first got saved that really kept me because I didn't feel worthy. I had no respect of myself emotionally, I was broken. I hadn't cried in years before I got saved. And these were all things that God massaged and healed and changed in my life once I got saved. And so my relationship with him was very strong and no one could tell me what it took to be saved or to be in right standing with him because I was experiencing it for myself. I was experiencing his love. I was experiencing his peace, his healing. I was growing. And so how, how can this not be right? And so fast forward, you know, you bring that to um, about, I would say about 10 or 15 years ago, we had uh, been to a number of churches, my husband and I, prior military, um, we are pretty much cut from the same cloth as it relates to just being no nonsense, straight shooters. Like if we're going to do this, let's do this in a way that is glorifying God and get, brings pleasure to him, you know, and how it is that we're living, how it is that we wanted to raise our children. We were on the same page with all of this. And so when we came up against teachings or c- demands that were contrary to that, that didn't uplift the family, that wasn't showing forth kindness and forgiveness and um, fairness, you know, that everybody's lives matter, everybody has a call, everybody should be considered in whatever decisions the church is making. When we would question those things, the fact that we were on the same page, when we found that, okay, we're somewhere where they're more interested in raising money, They're more interested in building a new edifice. People are more interested in positions than how someone is really doing in their soul. 
like what is really happening in their family and their finances. Uh, are they really able to accomplish their goals? Because we were on the same page with that, when we would run up against it, we would talk about it and then have to make a decision. Is this something that we're willing to stay here and fight through or work through? Or do we see this as a deal breaker and a reason for us to leave? Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and we went through that a number of times and it would be something as simple as, um, I remember one time, Tony, that's my husband, he was asked to uh, be a part of the leadership of a church and to go through the bylaws and to check to see, you know, what, what things needed to be worked on or changed or something. There was something in there that was contrary to the word, just in how it was that they were going to get money or it was something because this was years ago. And all he did was take it to the pastor, asked him about it. And he wanted to know, does your wife know that this clause is in here or that this is what's happening? And he told my husband, no. And he also told him, and she's not going to know. And so it's things like that. You know, you have to make a decision. Uh, What's most important to you? Is it my position or is it being in right standing with the Lord? And we found ourselves face to face with those kind of questions on a number of occasions. And so it got to the point where we said, you know what? We're just going to put our children in private school, Christian school, and we will watch sermons on TV. We will do our own Bible studies. This is the only way we can know that our children won't be exposed to anything that will cause them to later reject God or not want anything to do with the church. And this is how we can know what they're getting. You know, we can have, we can create a lifestyle within our family that honors God and that are, and the things that we do and the things that we say are in alignment so that our children won't see us as hypocrites, but as examples mm-hmm. of the gospel and living a Christian standard. When you're in the midst of this, the controlling part, um, we could see, I could see by what you're saying, like the people were controlling. Um, what do you do when some, when, uh, when the person is, is like over serving Um, How do you deal with people that control that? And this is where it's really sticky for people because our motivation for why we do what we do, I don't think we're self-aware. So we can think we're interested in pleasing God, but it's really interested in pleasing this person. Or it could be interested in, in getting a position. Or we just don't like to say no. We don't want people to not like us. And so our motivation a lot of times dictates why it is that we do the things that we do. Mm-hmm. And so becoming self-aware is really important. And, okay. and it's so, but it's so sad because so many people, you know, they go into a church and they only want to do is love God and all they want to do is serve God. But then sadly, they are, they're either they're overcommitting like you did, or, you know, the church is, over committing them. And then they feel so burned out that they have to leave um, just like you did. And um, so now um, you started this ministry. So this ministry now is to help women, help men, help leaders understand that there is a very critical role that women play in the advancement of the kingdom of God. 
And we have got to allow them to flourish in every area of their lives, whether it's within a church building or it's out in the marketplace, because the gifts and the callings on us are to be used wherever we are, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because we are the church. It's not the building. It is us. Yes. Yes. And that's, that's the hard part for so many people. They, they have that fine line of guilt of like, I need to go to a church building in order for God to love me or yes. know that notice me or think that I'm doing his will or anything like that. Where can you help them there? Today, it's a very, that's a really different question in light of the pandemic because a lot of our church buildings are not open. And so we're finding ourselves having to, you know, go online and listen to a sermon that way. So how do you? really get involved and it really challenges us in our faith and what we believe the paradigm shift is really happening now because we are the church and you see it bigger than life right now you can't go to a building in a lot of places so what do you do this is where service to others becomes paramount and you recognize through that work it starts in your family it starts in your community It starts in your region and then wherever it is that the Lord would have it to go, even through something as simple as a podcast, you are able to touch people all over the globe. And is this not the work of God? Absolutely. So it, so when people are willing to open their minds to what it means to serve God, I think that's a great place. And it's very exciting because that makes it even more limitless than thinking you need to be in a church building. More information, go to powertoengage.com.